Russia's full-scale war has cost Ukraine a lot. The minimal damage that we can count is the harm caused by Russian missiles and troops. But there is much more than just that. It's our lives, our way of getting things done. Not to mention damage to Ukraine's international business reputation, capacity to attract investments, inflation, and gas prices. But despite all that, the economy has not collapsed, and businesses still operate where possible. Hello and welcome, this is the Solutions from Ukraine podcast, which is brought to you by the Rubrica Media Outlet. My name is Vladislav Faraponov, I'm the co-host of this podcast and also an analyst at Interviews Ukraine, a Ukrainian media NGO. And I'm joined by my colleague Anastasia Rudenko, who is the founder and editor-in-chief of the independent all-Ukrainian Rubrica Media Outlet. And, and before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can support us at Patreon. So, hello, Nastya. Hello, Vlad, and to those listening to us. Today we will talk, as always, not only about problems, but, of course, about solutions too. And despite the daily victories on the East, where Ukrainian armed forces liberated almost 100 towns and villages and moved closer to deoccupy the only regional city under occupation, Kherson, in the South, it is important to remember, war is expensive. The entire economy suffers tremendous losses. The number of exports and imports decreases, enterprises lose property, and the ability to work and production volumes have been significantly limited. And right now, when we are making this podcast, there are massive power cuts around Ukraine, as Russia has damaged more than 40% since October 10th. Simply put, Ukrainian business has already lost more during the full-scale war than during the two years of COVID pandemic. Yes, and I would even add that official inflation uh, rates have increased uh, to actually 23% so far, but real incomes have decreased by 70-80%. And for example, uh, let's say about our industry, media, the advertisement market has affected journalism too. All that combined with their uncertainty, it obviously does not encourage businesses to resume. Yes, but I think it was wise that the government lifted some taxes in March. For example, some groups of entrepreneurs got the chance to pay fewer taxes and did not pay some of them if they did not get a profit. Also, those Ukrainians who had been mobilized to the armed forces of Ukraine did not have to pay taxes. Those taxes had been covered by the state budget. Right, and uh, we have to give credit to Ukraine's international partners, uh, I mean, this time for actual financial aid. It mostly concerns European states, the United States, and the, and the European Union as an institution. Speaking about the EU, it is also worth mentioning that during the week when we are making this podcast, an important event happened in Europe. The reconstruction of Ukraine was discussed at uh, an international expert conference in Berlin uh, hosted by the German J7 presidency and the European Commission. Ukraine cannot manage it alone. The European Union cannot manage it alone either. It can only be achieved by the entire global community, which is now leading its support to Ukraine, stressed Germany's Chancellor Scholz. 
There was a joint op-ed from Ursula von der Leyen, the European Commission's president, and Olaf Scholz, and I noticed something which was not visible before that. They stressed that the shape that reconstruction takes would determine what kind of country Ukraine would be in the future. And it is very important shift in, in the discussion in that regard. So the key takeaway from, from here is the soft transition from the idea to help Ukraine just uh, basically like counter the aggression uh, to take an active part in the reconstruction. In my view, the term rebuilding also in some way like um, does not fully describe the idea behind it. As, um, as we are talking, Ukraine's officials in charge mean broader terms. It's more about the transformation of the country. Again, I mean like, like fundamental reforms. Also, it's not a charity. It's the contribution to the defense and the investment in the security um, issues, uh, the, like the security of the whole region. So again, the reconstruction is not only about the fast recovery plan, uh, which is uh, around uh, $17 billion dollars. Uh, to rebuild the critical infrastructure, but to cover the budget deficit too, which is twice as much of uh, um, of 17 billion. So let's get back to issues related to the economy and business. If we talk about small and medium-sized businesses, then according to the survey of the European Business Association, as of spring, 42% of entrepreneurs stopped working. About a third have suspended work but want to resume it. Currently, as of October, only 13% of small and medium-sized businesses can resume operating. I would like to stress that I've seen many statements like that and it is important to find your place and your role. To be effective. All right. Not everyone can and not everyone should fight directly in a combat zone. The military needs a strong backing, which provides the army with the necessary support and therefore helps to hold its position economically. So the slogan was if you are relatively safe, start reinvesting in the Ukrainian economy so that after the victory this process will not be so painful. We will be back in a second and we'll talk about solutions. Yes, so there have been several solutions considered, which Nastya uh, has just mentioned. First, to relocate businesses to relatively safer regions. By saying relatively safer, I refer to the fact that since February 24th, the attacks have been conducted in all regions. In particular, the businesses uh, from the south, from Kherson, from uh, my native Mykolaiv, Zaporizhia regions, and the east, uh, like from Kharkiv, from Donetsk and Luhansk regions. Since April, almost a thousand enterprises have been relocated. And what is more, 80% of, of them uh, have already resumed their work. The least relocated areas, um, I would say, are related to, to building, construction and science. And the vast majority have been replaced in Western Ukraine. Yes, and Ukrainians as a very creative nation have not wasted time, but tried to do their best to adapt to new realities. For example, there is an initiative in Ivano-Frankivsk, a beautiful city in Western Ukraine called 
Save Business Now, which started from a single chat of the charity where volunteers helped entrepreneurs. Now the project invites businesses that want to relocate to fill out uh, an application on the website and indicate their needs. Then uh, Save Business Now starts helping with the search for the new locations, seeking people ready to provide exp expert advice and creating effective networking. The latter apparently plays a particularly important role. Absolutely. And we'll post uh, the link to, uh, with details in the description and there are um, some really impressive stories. Uh, for example, um, uh, Yulia Chikalova from Kharkiv is the owner of the dental clinic, which is a little over five years old. In addition, she's the founder of um, almost the only Ukrainian brand of toothpaste, whose products are on uh, shelves uh, on, at the malls. And from April this year, uh, she became an internal displaced person, as um, around 10, uh, 10 million of Ukrainians. So apart from being at the risk of attack, and, fr and frankly speaking, uh, the invasion of the whole region in April was, uh, was also possible, her product was dependent on the internal producer. And it would be right to assume that she didn't know if they could have made it or not. Yes, and we just came to the second major solution, which is making one's business reorient for export, right? Absolutely. So here's the thing. Before the war, many businesses, in particular small ones, were designed and oriented for the domestic market. So the initiative's representative, Ruslana, said the manufacturing businesses suffers the most from the war. The toothpaste production, which belongs to Yulia, which, uh, which you have just mentioned, also falls under this category. Manufacturing companies suffer the most because it is pretty difficult for them to transport their equipment. It is also difficult for all those who are not export-oriented. Therefore, the Safe Business Now community devotes consultations on how to enter Western markets. Having said that, it will be correct to assume that not every type of business can be relocated. Yes, indeed. But in the meantime, um, it is important to understand also that, uh, for example, um, like uh, there is a furniture enterprise from Kharkiv um, uh, too. Uh, and the owners, uh, they decided to move uh, to, the, uh, to the Western Ukraine, uh, in particular to the... Um, Ternopil region. And before this full-scale war, it consisted of four departments, about 100 people in each. And just to get a clear picture of the relocation process, uh, the factory was able to leave Kharkiv only in July. And now only one united department resumed operation, and it consists of only 20 people, and uh, only six of them are from Kharkiv. So it means that uh, actually 14 um, are local ones. So on one hand, it is good for the Ternopil region, but those who stay there, Alexander, um, actually the founder of, um, of the furniture enterprise, uh, he revealed that the, um, the company was close uh, to Ukraine's military base, uh, which had been hit in late February. Actually, their first duty at the new place is having benches for shelters. I remember my time being in the shelter 
um, it was like a couple of hours, but um, you almost have managed uh, to like rethought uh, your way of life. And of course, um, uh, you would like to sit there, not standing. Yes, exactly. And those enterprises which are capable of relocating, they are trying to operate in the new reality. And they consider to the better place is the one closer to the border, so having access to import with more or less secure location. And also some regions in Western Ukraine used to have good bases and it will take time to restore them. I think it shows the paradox that everything has developed in its unique form in Ukraine during the war. Ukrainians are creative and resilient, they are starting new businesses now, which are in need right now during the full-scale war, without which capital construction would stop. For example, the Ukrainian investment group BGV launched a new crushed stone plant in the Zhitomir region. Now the enterprise will extract crushed stone from the deposit, which has been conserved for more than 20 years. The plant was constructed and put into operation during the war, arranging up to 200 jobs. We will also post this story in the description and you can take a look at the platform where you listen to our episode. This case proves that Ukrainians and in, uh, internal investors are capable of doing great things. So we kindly invite you to consider helping Ukraine in that way and invest in such areas too. But the trend is more or less uh, like 50-50, right? In some way, yes. Um, by... Um... Actually, by trend, I mean the the desire to to relocate within Ukraine or um, or go abroad. And not everyone can live, uh, and uh, and let's not forget that men from 18 to 60 years old cannot leave the country easily. Um, let's put it that way. And um, also, uh, there is a research that shows that. 72% of companies have been relocated within the country. Um, and um, uh, we've just mentioned that relocation does not mean ensuring the same capacity in terms of stuff and, um, and producing goods. Yes, and it poses another issue, unemployment. The government is trying to deal with it uh, the following way. Those who want can join the rebuilding army and get paid for it, as there is a need to restore many, many places. The program started in the Sumo and Chernihiv region, where enormous damage has been caused by Russian attacks. Yeah, and um, there is also a program from the government, uh, which can be translated like, um, there is a job, it, it's called Yerobota. So basically, it provides um, some uh, some grants to launch businesses up to approximately ten thousand dollars, or even up to fifty or or one hundred thousand dollars to launch some um, some garden stuff, for example. No wonder uh, this um, area is also important, as the damage to the agricultural sector is really colossal. Speaking about another type of uh, supporting businesses, the government provides compensation to those enterprises which hire internal displaced persons. 
more than 10,000 uh, uh, have already applied for that. Yes, it may not sound like much, but uh, having almost 10 million people left the country, each taxpayer is important. That is why your support is crucial to us. We also pay taxes, of course, and provide our journalists with wages. We will appreciate your support on Patreon. Half of the collected funds will send to Ukraine's volunteer initiatives. Yes, you can support us at patreon.com slash rubrica to help us bring our victory closer.